0: Sarah, why are you yawning? (laughs) I've been on the road all week. I've been to Manchester twice, and I've been to Winchester, and I've been in Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant? Mount Pleasant, and (laughs) at work, and it's grant writing season, and I don't sleep. She
1: doesn't sleep well. Well, everybody, welcome to Inside (laughs) Middle Tennessee on a cold day. A cold day. I think the high today is 37 or 38, you know? And Scott's over here shaking his head from from a guy that went to school in Wisconsin. Yes, y'all don't know yeah. what
2: cold is. Yeah, we uh, do not.
1: Minneapolis today, I was watching it is at zero. Oh, Chicago yeah. is at one.
2: So I play now when I play, and the wind
1: chill puts them at about minus twenty five. Yeah.
2: The year I got to Wisconsin in eighty four, that was when they the University of Minnesota switched to the Metrodome. They went indoors. Mm-hmm. When I was watching film of Minnesota from the previous year in 83, they were at their old municipal stadium outdoors, and Minnesota and Wisconsin always play the last game of the year in late November. <laughs> I did not want to play outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a lot of fun. I was happy to go to the Metrodome. Yeah. It's cold.
1: Well, we got a guest with us, Mike Shane. and Mike, you're from Kansas. How cold do you think Kansas is?
3: Cold. I would say Kansas is probably around five. <laughs> it's a lot colder than here. Hey, there's no wind in Kansas. With the wind blowing. No, 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 no. There's there's no non wind in Kansas. It's <laughs> always blowing in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cold. It's, oh
1: always got a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, let, no me intru- let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross, I'm kind of the zookeeper today. I'm with Terry Wilcox, who controls the board. He really hey. controls everything for us. And we've got Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. Sheila Hickman. Good morning. And uh, we won't, we don't give Sheila a microphone. She just shouts over at Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we got Sarah. Yes, I'm here. Elizabeth Hickman, McLeod. I'm awake in here barely, but just barely. <laughs> well, we do have Mike Shane in here. He's representing uh, the upcoming event that he comes in here every year. Well, I'm just going to just hand it over to you and let you talk about it. Okay. A
3: bit. It is Harvest Share, the food pantry for Murray County. And once a year, we have a fundraiser at the Memorial Building called the Soup and Bowl. Because it's always on the same weekend as the Super Bowl. Yep. We're on a Saturday. Super Bowl's on a Sunday. It's at the Memorial Building 11 to 2. And we have a live auction. We have a silent auction. We have this year, brand new, is the best soup of Murray County Contest. Because most of the places, not all, but most, of the places that serve soup in Murray County, donate to this. We have we could have as many as twenty-one this year. Really? Yeah, and we have seventeen confirmed right now. Wow! But we're working on the rest. I we didn't get know we had seventeen
1: restaurants. I mean, yeah,
3: we yeah, it's it's all over, all the way from Spring Hill down. And okay, so yeah, it's going to be the the first year we're going to have Best Soup in Murray County. When you get in there, you get a ballot try all the soups you want for free I mean with the tent you have a ticket and then once you get in you can try any of the soups you want and you vote and the winners gonna get a plaque
1: all right now I take it when you go when you go in they'll give you a
3: bowl right you get a bowl which is a which is a hard plastic bowl with a lid very nice bowl with mm-hmm. a handle which you can take home which you can take home and then you have kind of Temporary plastic bowls. You can st- yeah. stick in like a liner. Okay. okay. And then you get tons of those so you don't have to use your bowl with a lot of different types of soup. You just get a different liner. Gotcha. And um, you just go through and, and test the soups.
1: Well, Tickets and how much and where can you get them?
3: Tickets are $10 and you can get them at the door or tonight at Farmstead Winery, which is kind of like right across from Ted's and maybe a little up. Okay, off South Main. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a table set up, and they're ten dollars. And just come on by, and you can buy from them. It, it's Amanda and Robin will be at the table first Friday. Yeah, first yeah. Friday oh, it down on the first square. Friday. And wrong. you can get them there, or, or like I said, you can get them at the door. Yeah, good. So we are we're set. We've never had this many soups. The businesses in town, the churches in town, everybody's you know donating items for the live and the silent auctions and. Do you have any, you got any idea of what some of the auction items are going to be? Oh yeah, we've got some some new ones. We've got the Polaris dealer down in the mall. He did a full leather motocross riding suit. Really? Yeah. Now it's large. Will it fits? Will it fit Scott? Um, with some <laughs> alterations, we could alter it. A some few scissors. alterations. Um, <laughs> some
2: scissors. Hey, yeah.
3: You better go kill an extra yeah, cow. Yeah, but um. <laughs> Yeah, we've got some. You know, we've got everything from blowers to chainsaws to, to like I said, this full motocross riding. Now it's a large. If you know someone who who runs a bike, runs motocross, it's it's brand spanking new, it has the pads in it and everything. Cool.
2: So if if somebody wants to go to this and taste all the soups, but they have maybe some younguns that don't like soup, is there an alternative for them? Yes,
3: we have uh, pizza. Pizza. A lot of kids like pizza more than like soup. I personally soup and
2: bowl and pizza.
3: Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then we have a ton of desserts. So soup and bowl and pizza and desserts. Yes. And are desserts from the restaurants around Murray County? No, the desserts are from churches. From churches. A lot, oh, a lot of people oh. from churches, are ma- a lot of them are homemade. Are we voting on the best church? I was going to say, that dessert, we are, we are, this is sounding better all the time. On oh, the I best uh, uh, dessert. But we are voting on the best soup. But the desserts are very good. Well, you know, because I was thinking there, Mike, if you had the best
2: uh, dessert by a church then those congregations would be forced to show up to support their well, church, that means that you, is,
3: you'd make more money for your not profits If I had known that two weeks ago, that may have been in there, but no, it'll be in there next year. Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> He's I going heard. to write
1: in his notebook for next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's what in are, there. What do you mean it's two weeks? There's still time. Market,
3: yeah.
2: Marketing, you know, 101. There's still
3: time. I'm still a marketing point five. so hey, 101 but, is next year. But here's a question for you.
2: Let's say somebody pays to get in, and they're trying a soup, and
3: they stop because they really like one. Can they get a second? They can eat as many bowls as they want. So a third, a fourth, a so fifth, it's all a sixth. you can soup. All you can soup.
2: So are the boys
3: going? Yeah, and then okay. the? Are uh, you,
2: you sure you want to offer that? Because you see my boys.
3: Well, <laughs> I, uh, yes, I work out with your boys. I know who your boys are, <laughs> they're more you, than You welcome. might lose some money on that. They're problem. more than welcome. <laughs> it's, it's only ten dollars, right? Yes, ten dollars a ticket, and <laughs> and the You're live auction starts
2: at
1: noon. Scott had gotten off that cheap in a long time with those boys. <laughs> Twenty
2: four dollars this morning at Chick fil A. Uh, So you're you're saying you'll be there? Oh, yeah. I'll just drop them off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick them up after the game.
3: (laughs) Nope. They can eat all they want.
2: (laughs) You heard that here, folks.
3: But it all goes to a good cause. and, uh, And we've added something new at the pantry, which is we found out a lot of people were getting food for themselves and their families and... When they cooked it, they would give part of it or half of it to their animals because they they couldn't afford to feed them either. Mm -hmm. So Harvest Share has started what's called the Paw Pantry, where you can come and not only get food for you and your family and your kids, but you can get food for your dogs and cats. Hmm. So that way, your animals can eat the dog and cat food, and you can keep your food for your family. For you. Yeah. And that's that's going gangbusters.
1: Oh, I bet it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. How many families... Do y'all serve a year, or do y'all I don't know
3: the year amount, but we're running around- Or a month, or whatever. 13 to 50, probably about 250 a month. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's that's probably double, more than double than two That's not 250 years. people. That's 250 families. 250 families, yes.
2: In all. 3,000, basically. Yeah. 3,000 times are coming through.
3: That's a lot. So, that's a lot. Yeah, we- uh. The need, we, is we, the need is yeah. Really yeah. there. The need is really there. And true. this, you know, we have churches and businesses and, and private citizens. They all donate. and But this is one of the events that, that help us make it through the year and keep everyone fed.
2: What a lot of people don't realize is, is you know, when, when they think of people coming to see you, it is people that don't have jobs or no money. That's a big shift right now. You talk to the people up at the well up in Spring Hill you're getting a lot of families that, with this economy, it has put yes. a pinch into them. Absolutely. And they yeah. can't yeah. afford to go buy food anymore, so they're showing up at these church food pantries for food. And these are not quote-unquote poor people. These are middle-class America that are living paycheck to paycheck. Oh,
3: yeah, and they'll come in, and they're just, you can tell them they're just devastated. They're like, I never thought I'd be in this position. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would ever have to do this, and, and sometimes you just do. And then you get back on your feet, and, and, and you're back on the road again.
1: How, what, what do you think are— the- New folks coming in a month. Ten percent of them are, or fifteen or twenty.
3: Um, at least twenty to thirty percent.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we're getting a lot of new people because you. Um, some people we have a system. You you log into the system and you can tell who's been there because they're already in the system and you can process them right through. And then and the new people you have to re, you have to enter yourself. I got you. So you can tell by the number of people that are coming in that have to enter that that's a new person. So it's it's probably thirty percent easy.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: And so gas prices it do not help. Do y'all take and,
0: donations uh, from people if they want to? Like uh, they have a food drive at the office
3: or, or an organization? We, we have a lot of doctor's offices that do it. We have a lot of schools. They'll have like third grade against fourth grade. Well, we char- have a lot of churches. Our, that, our churches do periodically. Yeah. That, a lot of churches will actually, we have a church, two churches that every year they have a contest. And the winner gets to go to a dinner provided by the loser. <laughs> and, every, and it's a big deal. It's a big. No one wants to be the loser of those two churches. So I mean, it's big. It's huge. They, so they pile
1: it in there. Yeah, huh? they
3: pile it in. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, every year we get we get help from the private sector, from the business sector, and from the churches. And Good. Good. So okay. it, it all it all helps. But but this event um, last year, I think we, I think we raised. Netted almost 15 grand, which is good for us.
1: Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah
3: what, what, that's good for us you know and then, then that really does help.
1: Oh well yeah yeah because also make way. that go a long way.
3: Yeah and plus we, we have uh, grocery stores they donate I mean um, we get donations every day from grocery stores around town. So what, they help us with stuff
1: that. that's getting ready to get out of date, but it's not out of date. Right, yet. right, right. Like that kind of fruits thing.
3: and vegetables and bakery and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like that.
1: All right, Mike, now sum it up. Let's go over it again. It's when, where, how
3: much? It is the soup and bowl for Harvest Share at the Memorial Building. It's February 11th, starting at 11. And it runs till about 2. And you can get tickets tonight. At Homestead um, Farm and Winery, which is, like I said, right across from Ted's, a little bit up, or you can get them at the door. Okay. And you and we take credit cards or cash.
1: Yeah, anything you can get, huh? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Appreciate it you, uh, coming. You're going to come in next week.
3: Yes, I will be back next week. That will be the day before the event. Mm-hmm. Next Friday will be the day before the event. Okay. So. Thank you guys very much and, for letting me come on. You know, and, and maybe maybe your
1: two favorite Kansas teams might be
3: ranked a little higher. <laughs> well, I'm from Kansas. Right I've been I've been sitting in Arrowhead since 1970. So Woo! so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm stuck on that.
1: Well, uh, just so you know, uh, Philadelphia is a one and a half point favorite over Kansas that, right now. That's okay. That's okay. I am just I'm just hoping. You just met on Mahomes. I'm just aren't you? hoping
3: his Mahomes' leg i hope he's not limping onto the field when uh, when that game starts. That's what I'm hoping.
1: We'll have to ask our, our local uh football guy, Scott Sapicki, about yes. all that yeah. here, <laughs> I'm sure he has a minute. few
3: words to say.
1: Yeah. Tell you what, folks, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with inside Middle Tennessee. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
3: 3, two, one.
0: This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM.
1: <laughs> and here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Sarah, what goes on in February?
2: She rants grates. So, she rants she writes <laughs> grants. That too. That's it's what. It's been a I, long week over It's now. been a long week. She writes grants. I write grants. When, when the General, assembly is, grants there, grants. When the General <laughs> assembly is up there spending money, she writes grants. Yeah.
0: It, it's, it's a very hectic time in our office. We've got a lot of grants going on and a lot of meetings going on. And um, so. I am on the road a lot, and um, I'm exhausted half the time. And if you might, if you see me staring off into abyss somewhere, don't. I'm okay. I'm just my brain is Sarah, writing a grant. Yeah.
1: Question along that line: How many grants does your office oh. put out?
0: Oh gosh, I I I don't even I, I 500? can tell you. Nah, I, a lot. A lot. I have a, I keep a spreadsheet for our economic and community development department. Mm-hmm. Um, and we dread looking at it sometimes. <laughs> just because, just for an example, one grant program, the TDEC ARP funds that are allocations that were allocated to municipalities and counties um, for infrastructure, water, wastewater, sewer, um, drinking is, water. Our Columbia just got one. Yeah. And we wrote 25 of them. but of those 25 grant applications they have like 2 to 10 or more project individual projects mm-hmm. per because of the the allocation
2: mm-hmm. of funds this is how grants are how the general assembly gets money back to the communities cuz yeah. we don't have a state income tax right so i mm-hmm. can't give anybody a refund mm-hmm. so what we do is we write grants for for sarah elizabeth to bring money back to the communities to help on infrastructure things like that
0: yeah so like the downtown improvement grants in our district just our district the 13 counties i have
1: <laughs> she's counting I her have, fingers folks i have nine Yeah,
0: throughout the district mm-hmm. and some of those are state funded downtown improvement grants mm-hmm. some of them are federally funded through the appalachian regional commission and um, so, so there's
1: lots of pockets that you're going There out are for.
0: EDA pockets. there're federal funds, state funds, private funds, there's art commission funds. there's <laughs> it's, it's daunting to even think about it. And the the biggest one right now is the community development block grants that we're having um, public meetings for and the, the ad has to run in the paper 16 days and then you go to the community and have the public meeting in the evening. So people can attend, and that's the time for the mayors, county mayors, and municipality mayors to hear suggestions for the community for whatever infrastructure or community uh, health and safety needs and that kind of stuff. So that this is when we travel, and they, they give you a deadline. Like, you can't have a public meeting past February 24th, so newspapers being like they are now— mm-hmm. It's hard, you know, to get the public notice like in. Make not. sure the, <laughs> yeah. make sure the public notice runs that that time period and everything. So we're hustling, um, and I love my team: Lori Fisher, Kayla Baxter, and Leah Thomason. And um, they're I let Lori's our, our fearless leader. Um, she's been doing this a long time. She'll kill me if I tell her <laughs> how many years. <laughs> uh, but um, we have a good cohesive team together, and. Um,
1: which is key,
0: which is very key to what we do. and um, I, I was really exhausted last night and Mama said, just remember how many people you are impacting with what you do. Oh yeah, with the grants. Yeah. I, I impact people I have no idea I impact. Oh yeah, that's like yeah. you know, it's just that that is my work. Well, now, everybody, I want, it,
1: I want it to be known that we have, again, successfully successfully gone off on a tangent and thrown Sarah Elizabeth off course.
0: Well, that's okay. So, are you going to get back on track? I am. So the history moment today, so I, I love New Orleans, and this is the time. How many
1: times have you been?
0: I've been once. <laughs> but I know, it's sad, it's you're, sad. You're
2: easy. I
0: mean, <laughs> I One
2: time and you're in love. Wow. Yes. The, the big easy. Sean closed big, that deal pretty quick, yeah, didn't
0: he? Yeah, we, uh, we went for our second wedding anniversary, and um, I I think I like the fact of all the historic elements of New Orleans and, and all that. And also, I actually, um, I was a graduate coordinator for the Narrating Hurricane Katrina Project after Hurricane Katrina, I did oral histories with families that were displaced to Middle Tennessee, and it was at MTSU that I did that through the Albert Gore Center, and those recordings are now at the Library of Congress.
1: You know, one of the museums down there is ranked as one of the top five in the United States. That's
0: yeah, the World War II oh, okay. Museum, and I actually did some work um, there at the World War II Museum when I worked in the museum industry, so... Oh, it's pretty cool. We, it's awesome. We've thrown her off twice. Y'all folks. Me off. Yes, yes, we're doing good. Twice. Or twice today. We're doing good. So so Mardi Gras is traditionally celebrated on Fat Tuesday. It's the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent. Uh, but in many areas, however, Mardi Gras has evolved into week long uh, into a week long festival. Mardi Gras will fall on Tuesday, February the twenty first. Um, this year, so... You gonna tell us
1: why they call it Fat Tuesday? Because... (laughs) It's
4: beginning with
0: Lent. It's beginning with Lent. So you better stuff yourself, You better stuff yourself and you give up something during Lent. Some of my friends give up diet drinks or, you know, certain foods and, you know, that's why sometimes they have pancake breakfast, like, for dinner those nights before (laughs) that. But anyway, so, um... The first place, according, there's, it didn't, it. the first Mardi Gras was held in Mobile. Oh, they take great pride. They take pride Yeah, they that. like to
1: brag about it, if I, if I recall. Yes,
0: yes. So, they first had it um, in 1699. Good Lord. So. Um, they
4: didn't have any floats. They didn't have
0: any floats. But, in the research and stuff, and I was looking at, at things in, in, some of the early floats were made in France and brought over here. And then they started making them in New Orleans. Like, there's a whole Mardi Gras world you can wow. tour and everything. Um, and I was totally off track now. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, and and people will be like, she probably got some of this wrong. And that's okay, because I'm off track now. Uh,
1: uh, but, but remember Bob Duncan's book.
0: <laughs> you, know, you, you, weren't you weren't there, there. You so you, you don't, don't know. It's <laughs> Coming to a Bookstore Near You by Jim Ross and Sarah <laughs> 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 And Scott Specky. <laughs> and Forward by Sheila Hickman. And Music go. by T. Willie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, s- squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Random <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> uh, but anyway, king um, cake. I, I, wanted, I was going to try to get us a king cake, but I could not get us one. But king cake is only available during Mardi Gras season. Uh, and it's typically made with a brioche dough. It's braided and laced with cinnamon. The dough is then glazed with purple, green, and gold sugar or covered in mm. icing in those same Mardi Gras colors.
1: Um, now, did you say it was brioche dough? Yes. Uh, you, I was going to say, Sheila, you know what it is. Tell Somebody <laughs> tell us what it is. Give her a microphone.
4: like French bread. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like French bread, and there's
0: a <laughs> there's a plastic baby in it, and whoever gets the plastic baby has to buy the ne- next king cake. Really, <laughs> really, really. Wow. So,
4: as, as you, you see get me, mixed up and eat the plastic baby, you're in bad. Shape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, particularly if you don't know you're eating it, <laughs> you've, been, you've been a little bit too deep in Mardi Gras. That day.
0: <laughs> so, um, the colors of Mardi Gras are purple green and gold um and in 1892 the Rex parade so they're crews so there's community organizations called crews that are that have their different differing parades and all that and all that's going on right now um and
1: um so it's not one big parade there's no, no, lots
0: it. of parades. lots of parades uh, lots of different themes and all that. And so, in 1892, the Rex Parade was symbolism of co- colors, and that's where the purple, green, and gold came in. Purple represents justice, green represents faith, and gold represents power. So, um, so there is that, um, which was pretty cool to find out. Um, and and then. There was another random fact I have. I have a, that's a whole stack of pairs.
1: You know, highlighters work real well. I know, and I did that. not. I'll I say
0: back in I, I was so <laughs> tired um, when I did this. But this this dates back. Um, it's also the same type of thing as carnival that's held in other parts of well, the particularly world. Particularly South America. Yes. Carnival. Um, so, carnival. It does date back thousands of years to pagan celebrations of spring and fertility um, with Roman festivals and that kind of stuff. So. All right,
1: if if 1699
0: Mardi Gras started off in Mobile, do we know about when it started off in New Orleans? So it was probably like in 1718, like I think. Yeah, it's that's not one long of the after. earlier dates that I saw when I was I was looking um, At that, and it was started by some explorers. Um, They must have been bored. They were. (laughs) You think?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What can we do to liven this place up? Yes,
0: yes. So, and they also have balls this time of year, and they're private affairs for the crews. And uh, debutantes are introduced at the ball and everything. So, and Bacchus, one of the um, god of wine and vegetation, is usually. In there somewhere. In there somewhere. So, um, but it, it's it's pretty cool. And if I had not gotten track, I would have done better with this. But um, but it's very neat. But uh, Columbia has a little uh, side story. Yes, I have from, a
4: story from Mardi Gras. There we go. I, I thought I remembered this, but I think I just remember this because I would have been too young to have noticed this. But I think I remember this because, like so many of the things we know, we heard it so many times we think we were there. But in the, in the early 50s, about 1951, the Columbia High School band received an invitation to go to Mardi Gras. Now think about when this was. This is big doings. As usual, The bands
1: were big deals. Yes, in those
4: yes, yes. And as usual, uh, nobody in Murray County had any money to give them. The school system never has any money for things like that. I don't know why. <laughs> That'll be
2: another they, topic, another topic, uh, <laughs> another topic.
4: <laughs> anyway, that's a squirrel. I'll talk about that someday. But anyway, <laughs> the Kiwanis Club in two weeks raised over $2,000. A
1: lot of money in 51.
4: That's right, to send the band... To Mardi Gras. So obviously they traveled on Greyhound buses. Yeah. (laughs) Because there wouldn't have been any other way to get there. It was a big undertaking to go from here to New Orleans on a Greyhound bus.
1: And Sheila, you know, we're kind of old enough to remember about what gas prices were. They were about 37 cents a gallon. That was a whopper. Oh, yeah.
4: Anyway, they went to to, uh, New Orleans. They marched in the Rex Parade. And at one time, we had in the trophy case at school um, an award they had received for marching in the Rex Parade. I'm sure they threw that away when they threw the rest of them away. But anyway, <laughs> they started home. Think about what time of year this is. They started home, and they got caught in a snowstorm and could not get home. And, and people were so worried about the band getting back, that on the, on WKRM, on the news in the morning, they would give the latest report on where the band was <laughs> and what the prospects were for their getting home. But that's when Mr. Tom Hughley, who started that band program, was the band director, and he said, never again. <laughs> yeah, not going to do this anymore. Never again.
1: And remember, folks, that was back when it, it was all strictly, the radio station was nothing but AM.
4: That's right. And, and we listened to it faithfully.
1: And it's 1340.
4: That's right. We in listen. fact,
1: it's still broadcast today, does it not? Yeah, I well still AM? listen. So tr- nobody, tr- nobody listens to
4: AM. It's I, you're on your I, tractor. I do 1340. If I can't think of all these other numbers in digits, I do, 13, <laughs> do 1340. But we were we were faithful to hear the 7 o'clock news and then to hear the ten o'clock news at night, and then the radio signed off.
1: And and otherwise, you were listening to uh, six fifty WSM. Yeah, right?
4: that's about mm-hmm. it.
1: You know that that came on at six o'clock uh-huh. in the morning with the uh, God I'm trying to think of, of the. Uh, uh,
4: John, yeah. uh, the waking crew. Yeah. Uh, shoot, John McDonald did the farm things. Oh, I can't think who was in The Waking Crew. But, that, yeah, that was a famous show. And one of the Sparkman fellas from from Columbia was involved in that. He was on The on the Waking Crew show for a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff that went on. Because I remember the Grand Ole Opry, and they had some of the ads that they had. on. Oh, on, yeah, Martha White, oh, yeah.
4: Self-Rising Mill.
1: How about Goo Goo Clusters? That's right. The Standard Candy Company. That's right. Brought to you by the Standard Candy Company. They had a guy in the background going, seriously, going, yeah. go buy Goo Goo. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of, I mean, you talk about corn pone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but woo! We thought, we thought it was, re- we had, when I was, when I was a child, <laughs> We yeah, Scott's this,
2: over here just going, "Oh uh, my God!" I'm trying this, to follow this going around. You got? I'm, <laughs> we, well, had, well, hey,
1: we go off on tangents on this show.
2: I feel like this, I'm at Bristol. Uh, yeah. no, we had this,
4: yeah. we had this little little brown radio, and and I can remember going to sleep, listening to the Grand Ole Opry when I was a child. And I think that's why I know all those words to those songs. You know, I'm so lonesome I could cry. I know all those songs because yep. I went to sleep to them all those years.
1: That's back, to Jimmy Rogers, yeah. Hank Williams. Yeah. But you know, folks, we're, you know, we are so captivated with our phones and TV and the internet. We need to realize that around World War II, if you wanted to listen to Franklin Delano Roosevelt talk about the war, you huddled around, around the a radio. radio. Yeah. Like the what was TV? No. Yeah.
4: We didn't have you know, television till I was in the second grade.
1: You know, newspapers and radio dominated the news uh,
4: oh, yeah. deliveries yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: of things. It, I mean, it, they were big deals back oh, then. Oh, yes.
4: If, and it said at the at the top of the Herald, if you get the Herald, you get the news. And, and in those early days, you could read most anything on the front page. Sometimes they'd even have obituaries on the front page.
1: Yeah, of notable people.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, you know. no, of even anybody, anybody. anybody huh? It mm-hmm. was called Death's
4: Harvest.
1: Woo!
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when Keith Ponder was still here, um, I said, "Why don't you bring that back on Halloween?" And he goes, Sarah, is that no? Uh. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do <laughs> that. No, no." But um, and newspapers are very important in research, historical research, especially my historical research with Pop gears I can follow him all over the United States through newspapers. Yeah, it's huge. But it's we're
4: huge. losing so much of that. Yes,
0: yes, it's huge. But anyway, we had another squirrel. But we're going to end with the present, <laughs> <laughs> the Preservation Hall Jazz Plan playing, playing uh, some Mardi Gras music.
3: If you go to New Orleans, you want to go to the
0: Mardi Gras. only you, you want to go see the Mardi Gras, and if you see the Mardi Gras, somebody gonna tell you what it's carnival for.
2: You're listening to the best
1: in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, and that last segment, we went down some rabbit holes, and I think we just wore poor old Scott out. <laughs> he he didn't know. He was shaking his head. he going go, where in the world are they going he, with this? He has, has had a culture shock this morning. I say, welcome to the South, Scott. <laughs> You've been here long enough. <laughs> you ought to know.
2: That, that, was, that was a run-on thought process.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't get that in the legislature, do
2: you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: I think that's what made William Faulkner and those writers develop stream of consciousness because that's about the way our thought processes work. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. thought on another, whether yeah. they're related or not. All right, Scott, do you want to you want to talk about uh, any
1: about pro football and what's coming up? Or not do you want to really. go off into the state.
2: No, we got some stuff we need to talk about with the state. is gotcha. coming up. All right, um, and you know it's Philadelphia and Kansas City. Okay, who cares? Take Philly. <laughs> take, take Philly. I mean, take. Philadelphia's going to win. they got, they got a really good defense. I think they're going to slow up Kansas City enough. They're very, very healthy. Uh, and I think they'll do just enough with their running game and defense and running games and defense, no, what normally wins Super Bowls. It might be relatively close, but I, I think they win it comfortably, maybe by 10.
1: You yeah. don't think Mahomes' uh, ankle in two weeks will heal no. up enough to where he might take
0: no. And out he'll probably get hurt again. High ankle
2: in. sprains, and what's going to happen is they're going to force him. They're going to yeah. put pressure in his face to, to make him move out of the pocket, which will put pressure on on that ankle, and somebody will tweak it, and that will be it for yeah, the City. They
1: took out two of San Francisco's quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, so it's, so, wow. it's, coming. it's coming. So anyway, uh, a lot of stuff going on in the 113th General Assembly. We are now in committees. We've closed out the organizational part. And we've been in committees this week. Uh, we had a hearing in my subcommittee on education. We had seven presenters up there just talking about issues in education, things that we need to look at, things that we need to fix, and start having those conversations in real time of how can we fix education in Tennessee by listening to the people that do it. And I have Shield Hickman right here next to me. She'll be very happy to he- hear this. Uh, we in our subcommittee coming up on Tuesday at 3 o'clock, Tuesday at 3 o'clock, subcommittee on instructional Uh, education Uh, we have eight teachers coming in to testify
4: very good
2: eight teachers coming in to testify and we're going to talk to them about why are 66 percent of our third graders potentially going to be retained tell us what the problem is and give us solutions to those problems because 66 percent of our kids were not born illiterate we are creating this problem and we have to we have to fix this very quickly so it'll be a very interesting conversation First time it's ever happened in a General Assembly.
1: Uh, it's good that you're having these eight teachers, but how were they selected?
2: Uh, randomly. Yep. Uh, there were districts that I that I visited, and I called around the district and said, Hey, are you willing to come testify? A lot of teachers are scared to go testify.
4: Oh, Mark. Sheila the, Hickman's not.
2: Uh, <laughs> and I talked I, I I talked to Ms. Hickman last week, and yep. I told her, I said, Even though you've been out of teaching, the insights that you have on the how things used to work and how things used to be efficient... Might be good for the General Assembly to hear how we did things in in a day of yesteryear that turned out some of the best oh, yeah. educational systems in, in our in the world.
1: There was a time when Murray County was number one in the state.
4: Oh, and Pe- Peabody would send folks down here to study our school system. Yeah. Ed Cox. So we're yep. uh,
2: we're in full swing. That'll be a, if you want to listen in, you can go to the Tennessee General uh, website. Click on Video, click on House, scroll down to House Instruction Subcommittee at 3 o'clock on Tuesday. You can click View Event. You'll see my smiling face leading the proceeds. And
4: it's on television, too. It's on on
2: television. That's right.
4: I watched the other day.
2: So, um, lots of stuff going on in General Assembly. The bill I had with Chandler Anderson, one of our own here in Murray County, about protecting health care workers that did pass the subcommittee this week. It'll go on to full criminal uh, the, the full criminal committee this week. And then hopefully we can get into finance in and out and get it to the House floor to protect our health workers from assault uh, and make sure that, that they're protected. Do not assault the people that are here to help you.
1: That ought to be that ought to be a no-brainer,
2: Scott. You would think, uh, <laughs> but not. Uh, another bill that ran was on Hope Scholarship. Uh, uh, Leader Lamberth carried that one. Currently with the Hope Scholarship, it's for four years. The problem is we got kids that will graduate college in three years, and they're losing the fourth year of Hope Scholarship. What we're going to do is we're going to change the law to say you are entitled to four years of hope scholarship. So if you graduate early, you can use it for grad school.
4: Oh, oh no, that's, that's great! Excellent. So
2: let's let's keep our best and brightest moving forward, and those that want to further their education with grad school and they got that extra year, it's already funded. Let's let them use it and continue on their education to keep them driving forward their educational uh, uh, life. Um, another bill that's two more bills that I put on notice this year. The first one is remedial coursework. Uh, our colleges and universities have a lot of kids coming there with remedial coursework. Currently, state law states that only community colleges can offer remedial coursework. Oh, that's it. Well, I'm going to run a bill that gives our four-year institutions the ability, if they want to, to offer co-requisite remedial coursework, which means a kid who's deficient in math could go to UT uh, Knoxville, take Math 101. And then because they're a little deficient, they would assign them a lab. And that lab would be a tutor to help them get up to speed so they can go to the college that they really want to go to, get involved in the college, and then also get the help they need to get up to speed so they can c- c- continue on learning. Yeah, uh, The other one we have is the 200 to $500 classroom materials for teachers. Sheila Hickman is smiling, and I'm sure, as most teachers are saying, <laughs> it's about time.
4: It is. That's about uh, $1. One-third of what most Mm. folks spend. That's
2: right. And so we're we're trying to do it slowly and trying to do it conservatively and cautiously to make sure. And we put some provisions in there that the district cannot pull those unused funds back and use them for anything else.
4: Don't let them have the teacher's money. We
2: will not. Uh, We put some provisions (laughs) in there that, that the only thing they can use it for is for the betterment of the teachers or the betterment of their classrooms. And so we'll hopefully that'll come out, and then maybe we'll take a look at the results from that and possibly start to slowly inch that up to make sure that the uh, creativity and ingenuity of our classrooms are, are maintained, especially in, in early education, making them exciting for our kids. Uh, and then we, uh, we will get into most of the other education bills. Uh, DCS has just come out with 17 bills, the, the, the Committee uh, on wow. Adoption and Foster Care. They've got 17 bills filed trying to address this issue with DCS, with foster care, with adoption. Uh, we are very intent, and I hope everybody pays attention because this is very important to me. We are very intent in making Tennessee the most adoption-friendly and easiest adoption state in the country. Uh, we, we've got to do it. We all know about Roe v. Wade. We know that, that what situations that's going to uh, incur to us. But we've got to make sure we are prepared that these kids have a chance when they're born that can lead a good life, an educated life, and a life that they can be prosperous at. So um, I am running 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I'm on, I have filed 15 bills. I've got three caption bills, and I've got probably three other bills that are going to be assigned to me from other legislators to carry. So it'll be a busy year. Um,
1: the, this is where you get to go sit in on, on other committees, right? I'm running all
2: over the place, and um, the only person that can make me as effective for murray county as my assistant jan wright oh
4: she is she very is, nice when she's, we were there she's, she's outstanding
2: nice. she represents murray county extremely well been doing it for a long time she worked with sheila Butt when she was up there and now she's working with me uh, she handles our constituent affairs excellently where other people come to her and asking her for her opinion and how to do things and, folks, she allows me to be very effective for you up there because she allows me to focus on the uh, on on the l- legislation. And without Jan, it's tough. And I, There's legislators up there that don't have a Jan, which their life is very difficult, and they only carry four or five bills. Yeah. So my job is to push the needle as far as we can in Tennessee and continue to make Tennessee the best place. And Jan Rice, the one that allows me to do that. So I, I just want to make sure whenever you call the office – and Jan answers the phone. Please make sure you say thank you to her for allowing me to do the job that I'm able to do. Yeah, uh, We all know what happened when uh, Leader Lambeth ran his bill here. I'm trying to stall here a little bit. Uh, Leader Lambeth ran his <laughs> bill on the um, uh, issues with Vanderbilt and the uh, gender reassignment surgery. Uh, that passed the subcommittee on party lines. That will go to the full committee this week. It might wind up in another another full committee as a second referral. But I would look for that bill to be on the House floor probably in three or four weeks for a vote. Uh, we also did uh, the bill that protects, that prohibits children from viewing the sexually explicit type cabaret things. Uh, that that did pass committee. That'll be in full committee next week also, probably be on the House floor in about two or three weeks. Uh, we, have to, we have to protect the innocence of our children. Uh, this world is spiraling fast, are quickly out of control, yes. where... The, our children are being exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to, yep. and and as parents and as a society, we we need to maintain the innocence of our children as long as we can. Uh, yes, uh, and, and let them let them be kids for as long as they possibly can, because we we all know this life is tough.
1: They'll get uninnocent soon enough. Oh and, and yes, tough. it's tough. And, and they
0: learn stuff at school that I learned. You know? You
2: know, and and the and I know the information that they have access to on cell phones is scary. Parents, if you don't know what your kids are viewing, shame on you, because they can access stuff that is horrible, and there's no, it's just a click of a yes. Are you? And the answer is yes, and boom, you get access to it. Yes. So we got to be really careful with that, but uh, general, somebody's off and running. We haven't even started talking about the budget yet. Monday night will be my fifth state-of-the-state address from the governor. Uh, We are looking to hear more details on roads and how we're going to handle that solution. I can promise you this. The roads that you drive on right now, you will not be paying for. There's no toll roads. If there's any new additions, there might be a fee to use those, but it's your choice. The choice lanes, right? Yeah. We're also looking at the ideas of where applicable, where you instead of building two lanes on each side of the highway... We build two lanes in the middle with a gate that flips in the morning and flips in the evening. Oh. So it's, it's more cost-effective to us. Instead of having to build four lanes, we build two. And in the morning, the gate opens so everybody driving in, you pick up two extra lanes. And, it, and in the evening, it flips open from the city, and you got two extra lanes moving out.
4: Yes. That makes sense. Uh, that and and, make and
2: sense. it's limited access. So if you get into those middle lanes, like if you get into those middle lanes at 440, you might not get to be able to get out of those lanes until you hit 840.
1: It doesn't Houston have something they similar? They Missouri
2: has the same yeah. things. It was it was very efficient and cost-effective yeah, because yeah. I didn't have to build four lanes. I built two in the middle, and you just flipped a gate. And uh, it, it helped move traffic a lot. And uh, we're, we are $22 billion in projects, folks.
1: Goodness. Scott also saw, uh, I think this week, and, and I thought it was great, where the state of Tennessee is going to increase the trooper force by 60.
2: Yeah, well, and the reason we got problems. Uh, we got all kinds of drugs fentanyl um, human trafficking,
1: well, we're smack dab in the middle of the eastern seaboard,
2: a yeah, well, well yeah. but yeah. but the problem we're having uh Jim is the people that are coming across the southern border, especially females and young males, are being trafficked in sex, and they're 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 coming up through texas arkansas and they're, arizona, they're coming up through there through Tennessee. And through Tennessee, they're getting north up into Chicago or the east coast or getting further further east. And so the governor, I mean, fentanyl is killing people everywhere. We've got to get this under control. And until the federal government closes that border, and that's not a political statement, no. we have got to close the border because it's killing Americans. It's killing us.
4: Well, yeah. people don't see that part of it. I know
2: that. And and, and we get this, I get this stuff every day reported to me about sex trafficking. We're in Tennessee, folks. And we've got kids being trafficked in sex right here, right? I oh, guarantee man. you, there's probably someone here in Murray County it's one of that's the worst stuck places. in the sex trades. Yeah. They were they were talking about how it's been a big deal off
1: Broadway in downtown Nashville.
2: It's bad, it's
1: bad. People are getting abducted,
2: and so we are hiring more troopers to try to ebb this flow uh, and, and and curtail. Bing, my word, uh, <laughs>
4: ding, ding. curtail. I get the bail. Uh, you know
2: the the flow of this coming into our state because it is a scourge. Not on a society, but it is a scourge targeted at our children.
4: Yeah, so, but people—people people who just see those news flashes of folks wading across the Rio Grande—they don't see this side of it. What what mm-hmm. effect they're having on our society as a whole? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, they're not just coming. They may well be coming here for a better life. But along with that promise is a whole bunch of baggage that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with a better life.
2: And the problem with the and this is well, the problem with the current administration is they're giving them a court date and letting them go. Where are you going to go? <laughs> so they don't know what to do, and they got people waiting there for them to say, "Come with me."
4: Yes, we'll I'll help take you. Care of you. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, and
2: then they're gone. Yeah. Um, good news is the bill was filed. Uh, my good friend and my chairman of my full committee, Deborah Moody from Tipton County. Uh, she filed the bill to divest Tennessee from the federal Department of Education. It's a one. Po- okay. It's a one point five billion dollar fiscal note. We've talked to the speaker on it. We've had conversations about it. We've told him the benefits of it. We told him that it could give us the flexibility we need to maybe roll things back a little bit and not have to do all the federal mandates that they require of us. Most of the most of the federal money, believe it or not, is not tied to education. It's tied to food.
4: Oh so yes, yeah, oh that's yeah. a big deal. Yes it is. And I'm, so
2: most yeah. of the one point five billion of it is mostly providing food for the Title One kids. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we think that we can we can pull this off, folks, where we might be able to get our autonomy and freedom from the Federal Department of Education and we can start to make the make the decisions at a local state level on how we're gonna allow um ingenuity bing, and creativity <laughs> Uh, In our classrooms uh, for our teachers to go back the way it used to be is, here you go, here's the standards, teach the kids, we'll see you at the end of the year. Yes. Right. And and give some flexibility. So that's where we're going to keep fighting this battle because the state of Tennessee and our children's future rely on us having a well-educated electorate so they can choose the right people to lead them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, um, if you have any questions or if you want to come visit us up there in the General Assembly and spend a day with me, uh, make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But uh, we will be uh, running all over. The ta- all over. Uh, I am very, very busy. I am in committees from 8, 9, a.m., 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Tuesdays. And my easy day is on Wednesdays where we schedule probably 30 appointments. So if you ever want to come up and spend some time with us and learn how your, your legislature works, we'll be happy to show you around. And if you ever want to come up and go to the General Assembly and see us how actual bills are voted on, uh, Monday night, let us know. You can sit up in the balcony and we'll, we'll say hi to you or Thursday morning.
1: It's not like an MMA event, is it, on General
2: Well, verbal. verbal MMA. Verbal MMA?
1: Not as much blood.
0: Not <laughs> as much blood. You know? right. A lot of words, big words. Well, if you,
2: if you know how to use... Elocution.
0: Oh. Give, me oh my gosh, it. Give it to me. Know. Bing. Ding, ding. Uh, Is that how you get from the first floor to the second floor? That would
1: be the no, 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 no.
2: That'd be the, li- that'd be the lift.
1: Bone oh, in your voice. That's what happens to you when you touch a hot wire. You get e- elocuted. First, first Friday. They're awful
2: today. It's terrible today. First. <laughs> first, <laughs> first First Fridays tonight, Scott. First Fridays, will you be downtown? No, so on fir- so so first Fridays in March, hopefully, if the weather if the weather's nice. Um, I, I love everybody here, but I'm not going to sit out, and shake hands.